Without trust, we don't truly collaborate. We merely coordinate, or at best, cooperate. It is trust that transforms a group of people into a team. Stephen Covey. Welcome to the Assault Forward Podcast, Do You Give a Shit or Not? This is Season 1, Episode 18. I'm your host, Joe Himpleman, joined once again by my Assault Forward co-founder, Shah Chowdhury. Hey, Joe, how are you? Doing great, brother. So, last week we had a chance to sit down with Nick Palmashano from Ranger Up. If you haven't heard Episode 17, we'd encourage you to go back. Great content, a lot of wisdom dropped on his transition from the military and starting really one of the first veteran-owned businesses that focused on the military-connected community. So that was a great great opportunity for us. But getting back to our, our kind of ongoing theme of lessons learned from the military business and entrepreneurship for life, we wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of communication. Now, Shai, you and I were both field artillery. Mm-hmm. And so the mission of the field artillery is, you know, shoot, move, and communicate. I mean, that's in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, we're often talking about if you're not shooting, you should be communicating. And I think, you know, I worked closely with the infantry. That was a big thing. If you're in a firefight, focus on the firefight, right? You better be sending rounds down range, putting lead on target, and making sure that you are accomplishing the mission and winning the fight. Absolutely agree 100% with that. And if you're a higher up, leave the guys alone when they're in the fight. <laughs> I think that is something that is, is preached as well. If your guys are in the firefight, stop asking them for an update, right? Sit rep, sit rep, sit rep, over. You know, like that doesn't help the guys in the fight, and you're not going to get good information in, in that moment anyway. But same thing as a maneuver element. You have a responsibility that when the fighting is over and you feel you have the information to provide to hire, you, you do need to communicate. Let them know what's going on so that if you can, if they can support you with, Fast movers, you know, close air support, artillery, anything else, you know, additional maneuver elements in the area. You need to communicate so that you can get the support you need. But focus on the fight first, then communicate. And if you're a higher up, let the guys fight the fight and then ask for the update and get that information so you can collaborate. And I know when we were talking about this, you had some thoughts about how that applied to business and the importance of communicating. There's times when you are working on the business and you are focused on, say, in our case, fulfilling orders. We are physically shipping a product to a customer. And that's, that's absolutely you know, kind of the, the transactional nature of, of fulfillment. But you also have responsibility to communicate to your customer. And sometimes that's where we've seen veteran entrepreneurs and other businesses fall a little flat. You know, so I think one, I want to take a step back a bit from time in active duty on, on the specific scenario. I remember when we were in Iraq and my, my platoon, we were out doing patrols in the AO and uh, we eventually had our new battery commander come in and he wanted to come out, you know, the first 30 days, just kind of assess what's happening. He didn't really talk much in the beginning, just wanted to observe. So we're like, hey, sir, come on out and patrol with us, you know, come to our AO. And he's like, okay. So right before we left, Obviously, part of PCC's PCIs, and we started getting complacent. And my, ra- I was, my radio wasn't communicated with my my rear my, my rear vehicle, my platoon sergeant. And I was, and uh, so BC comes in, he's like, "Hey, Shah, how about quick with comp checks?" I was like, "Oh, sir, we're good. Like, we have the walkie talkies." And he was like, "So hold up, your 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 radios are not connected. Like, you and the platoon sergeant." I'm like, "No, no, we're good. We do this all the time, sir." He's like, "Shah, you cannot go outside of the wire and not have your radio, not comms connected to platoon sergeant or." Potentially the battalion talk, 
He said, no, we, we, we stood there and he had, we had to call down to the talk and delay our departure time because he wanted to make sure our radios were connected. And at first I was a little I was like, come on, sir, we've done this. He was like, listen, and he was new to the country, but you know, squared away and he was the right answer. He's like, look, we cannot leave. He said, what happens if you go down there, you guys get into, you guys separated and you guys aren't communicating now. And, um, and we, we sat and looked at each other and said, Roger, you're right. And then so we sat there, got the radios connected, and then we were good to go. And yeah, it took a little bit. It took about 20, 30 minutes to get it. You know, I had to get S6 uh, NCO come out and fix it for us. But it, he did it, we did it, and we, we drove on with the mission. And, and how important, right, when you talk about the five-paragraph op order, right? It's part of that, right, command and signal in there. Um, so I think for the, to business, when we talk about communicating with customers, whether it's, you know, whether you're shipping a product or a service-based business, I think I saw a number of surveys on the one of the biggest customer client uh, issues they have with their providers. It's people have realized that mistakes happen, issues come about, product is delayed, service is delayed, but the biggest gripe is when there's no communication. They're a little kind of left out in the dark, and that's I think it's, it's crucial to you know business and of course comms is so important in the military, and we learned that through our times in assault four through our other careers in finance and marketing it's when the when the shit hits the fan people understand it does but as long as you communicate let them know hey here's here's what's going on the reason it's delayed is xyz here's how we're going to fix it people understand okay roger but if you go complete silence and you go in dark mode that's when that's when people start getting upset so you're saying if you ignore the issue it doesn't necessarily just go away yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but going back to your story though about your company commander i mean i think you know uh, there's there's a whole nother episode we could do about what right looks like yeah. and you know you know the standard the yeah. standard was that the radios have the weekly yeah. fill because yeah. <laughs> i remember our comrades here he had to come around and put the, the fill the yeah. comms the secure comms fill on each radio each week and that it, it was such a process and i could never get the thing to do it but yeah. he could do it and you know you had to get that right so that was a pain right it was a hassle to have to do that every week but and, you know, like you said, you admitted you were getting a little complacent just because you'd done that patrol a thousand times before, but what if this time it happens? And yeah. it's the same thing when you're when you're filling orders or providing a service or anything, when you're taking care of customers, each customer is a unique opportunity to make your reputation and, and win their business, not only in that order, but for every order going forward. So how important is it to do the right thing in that company commander? He knew the right thing was slow down, Get the radios squared away. Make sure you can talk to each other and hire so that if, if shit did hit the fan, you'd be able to properly communicate if you got separated. I mean, think about that. I mean, like, that's a real scary scenario. But if that happened, how would you be able to communicate with each other and with hire and call for support? So he did the right thing, slowed you down. And I think that's, that, that's a lesson learned, too, in itself, though. If something is not going to go right, do you rush to failure or do you take a moment and reset and say, dear customer, it's going to take me another 24 hours or another week, but I'm going to get this right before I get it to you. Yeah. No, and, and I think with the customer, but then I think I'll take it a step further when you're communicating with your team, right? I think communication with your team like us, like now we talk all the time, right? And But we have times where, you know, we're texting, but then we, you know, even from the tech standpoint, we're like, hey, we need to set up. Yes, we talk, but stat you know six like right now we're sitting here in our we work office in dc like talking getting together i think that's just as important as keeping communication with your team so everybody knows status on 
XYZ uh, situation or this project. Um, so I think just the, the, the importance of communication, I think, it, it, I think that permeates every part of life, right? Whether it's in business, whether in your relationship with your spouse, your kids, right? It's the lack of communications can be a hindrance to you know, anything. So I think um, the military does definitely teach that. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the five paragraph op order in the army, right? And, and, and I think we've used that. And of course, everyone can do, do better, but translating into business, again, while dealing with your customers, your clients, and your, and your teammates. And I think they said there, everybody can do better. It does take practice. Yeah. It doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. Now, it's, you know, we don't want the pendulum to swing too far in the sake of like micromanagement. Correct. Where hire or your boss is constantly asking for reports and update. And we've heard stories about that. As people have transitioned to a work from home environment in the COVID-19 pandemic, initially, a lot of bosses were saying, I need to know what you're going to be doing today. Tell me what you've worked on. You know, CC me on every email. I want to know that you're putting in the time. And people said, you know, it takes me longer to tell you what I'm doing than for me to actually do my job. Let me focus on the job and and you keep track of the results or let's have a weekly check-in call. Let's have some sort of communication, open the flow, but you don't need to micromanage me. And I think that's important that we are adaptable and that you have to recognize that if your subordinates are on the same big base as you in Iraq or Afghanistan, it's a lot easier to walk into their headquarters and have a face-to-face communication. We did the battle update brief in the morning and the commander's update brief at night. Every 12 hours, you're you're talking and you're updating. Now, when your troops are spread out at remote outposts or combat outposts or whatever, you know how how much are you managing their day-to-day? Are you getting their patrol schedules submitted? Do you understand their resupply requests? Is everything you know working the way it's supposed to be? If nothing's falling through the cracks, I don't need to ask for more information than is than is necessary for me to stay informed as to their situation. Yeah, and I think your point, where you don't want to get into a situation where it's micromanaging, as leaders, we should understand. I think right. I think Jaco talks a lot about the command. You know, if everybody knows the commander's intent, you know, hey, this is a big picture mission. I could give you your left and right fires, right, and left and right lanes of fire. Like, hey, you you can go up to here, you can go up to there. As long as you understand what the big picture mission is, I don't have to know every single second what you're doing or talk to you every second as a leader. But then I think as a, if you're not in a leadership position and you do feel like your your manager, your leader is constantly asking for updates. So the beginning, I think what Jocko says a lot, he's a hey, in the beginning, if they realize that over, give, give them information daily. If they know, hey, this is what is happening, this is what we're doing, eventually they're going to know, hey, you know what? Joe squared away. I don't need to follow up with him much more, right? He's he's giving me so much information. It's like, hey, Joe, you know what? I got it, right? I, I know you're doing what you're supposed to do. Drive on um, because you understand the commander's intent and, and you know your your area of operations. Yeah. I think, you know, I was talking to our, our other co-founder, Josh, over the weekend. We were working our assault for pop-up shop at Fort Belvoir, and I was describing a mission that I was on with my infantry company, and we were with a company from Rangers, mm-hmm. and we kind of had a – terrain feature between us and basically they were going to take the right side of this creek or river we were going to take the left side and clear this village together and you know we left the base at two three in the morning and we were kind of set up outside of town we were waiting for first light before we were going to go in Mm -hmm. and in the darkness you could see the rangers crew served weapons were painting and sweeping their sector with their infrared lasers Mm -hmm. and i remember being a light infantry company, our squad leaders and team leaders talking to the soldiers saying, do you see what the Rangers are doing? Do you see how their cruiser mounted weapons that are on the Humvees? Do you see how they're sweeping their sector? Do you see how there's a little bit of overlap? But you clearly see 
where their lanes of fire are. Yep. What's their left and right limit, as you said? Yep. Now, he knows that if, if the shooting starts, as long as he's shooting within his assigned sector of fire, he's cleared hot. Yep. Now, if he goes outside of that, now there's an opportunity for fratricide or, or friendly fire, and, and bad things can happen. Yep. So don't exceed your left and right limits is kind of the intent of that range card and you know having people check it and make yeah. sure that you're that you understand the left and right limits and having like repeat back to me what are, where are your limits you know and as long as that's understood you're cleared hot yeah. and that's basically what we want empowered individuals to go about their tasks and accomplish their individual missions whether it's on a daily weekly monthly annual basis but as long as they understand the commander's intent and their left and right limits go forth and conquer and don't let me as your leader slow you down yeah. report back to me i'm gonna check in with you maybe we work together on some things we're gonna stay connected and informed but you know if an email comes in and you have to respond to somebody outside of our organization you know whether it's good or not yeah. you know whether it's right or wrong and if it if it fits within the grander scheme of things you're you're free to pursue that without having to ask for permission because nothing slows an organization down like Mother may I, mother may I, mother may I. Yep. <laughs> Three layers up the chain of command. By the time you get back, the opportunity is sailed. So it's funny we talk about, talk about speaking of fratricide, right? So we were in Baghdad. We were guarding uh, an, an, an ammo dump in the middle, right outside of Baghdad. Well, actually near the Abu Ghraib section of Baghdad. And while we were kind of we were working with the EOD team to kind of gather up all expended ammo and to take it to a, to, to a death site. And while we were there, all of a sudden, uh, we were getting ready to head out and we see a C-130 flying over, and but we hear uh, kind of like rockets going off, like whether it's uh, you know air to air to missiles or the Stingers, whatever they have. But you know the C-130 is like ducking this, you know, moving out of the way, trying to evasive maneuvers. And we see you know somebody, you know, I guess some kind of insurgent is trying to take down the C-130. All of a sudden, um, you know, I was a platoon leader at the time. A couple of NCOs come running over. Hey, LT, we you know because we were on this small little uh, ammo dump. Hey, we saw where it's coming from. They saw the smoke coming in from the other side back of a goat truck or whatever it was. So he said, hey, we know exactly where it is. We're like, but again, no, we, this was in our AO. But we're like, hey, let's round up. Let's, let's chase these guys down. As we were about to head out, we were rolled up, you know, ready to go. Battalion commander comes in. He's like, hey, wh where are you guys going? We're like, sir, we just saw, you know, guys saw where this fire is coming from. We want to head out and, you know, grab these guys. He's like, negative. You cannot, this is not our AO. I think it was a, one, I think 137 Armor Tank Division, you know, one of the tank battalion that had that AO. He says, we have to clear it with them. I was like, and of course, me as a younger guy, was like, why do we need to clear it with them? He's like, what happens if you go out there, you guys are firing, and all of a sudden you have you have Abrams tank firing at you. And so we were kind of upset. He's like, he's like, look, we have to get approval. I said, sir, by the time that approval comes, those guys are going to be long gone. He said, yeah, but if it doesn't come and you guys are out there, he's like, what's going to happen if Abrams starts firing off at you guys? So again, communication is key. And I didn't, you know, I didn't really appreciate that till years later sitting back like, okay, I got it. Yes, that bad guy got away. However, what would have happened if a whole platoon or a battery of, of soldiers went down because there was lack of communication? So then going back to the communication between, you know, adjacent units, I think is huge and same thing in business. And, and that's right. So when you're talking about the business environment, you know, in large corporations, there's going to be different lanes, different yeah. departments. You yeah. have sales, marketing, finance, operations, logistics, yeah. you know, whatever. And are you talking across those, you know, arbitrary boundaries between between the divisions or between the departments in a company, right? Yeah. Now, as, as bootstrapped entrepreneurs, you do it all, right? Yeah. We, we, we put the product together. We put the packages together. We ship it. We post our own stuff on Instagram and Facebook. We're doing the marketing. We send emails to customers. 
we man the booth at the pop-up shops, jack of all trades, yeah. you know, we do it all, nose to toes. But when you get a little bit bigger and you have employees doing stuff, you know, are you are you encouraging them to cross talk yeah. like we do in the military? And the reason we have those commanders update briefs and battle update briefs every 12 hours, and you're getting, you know, you're going around the horn, HR, the G1, you know, intelligence, G2, operations, G3, you know, quartermaster, logisticians, G4, signal, S6, G6. You know, like you're going through all those departments of the organization, making sure that you as a commander have the information as to what's going on in the battlefield. Yeah. From from IT to personnel to operations to sales and marketing to, you know, all those different things. You know, is legal? Is there something that involves the lawyers? What is going on? And, you know, as, as we're learning that, you know, we're, again, because we're a small bootstrap startup entrepreneurial environment, we crosstalk nonstop. And we've adapted the platforms necessary to do that, whether it's Slack, WhatsApp, instant messages, phone calls when we're in the car, emails, you know, DMs on social media. Yep. You know, we get it and it will take information any way it comes, whichever is the easiest way to communicate with us, we're happy to respond to. But streamlining those communications, finding the tools that empower and make and work for you is really important. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you as you mature in your business career, you learn how to communicate effectively, use the proper channels, who needs to be involved in each conversation. Is this an email for me to my boss or is it an email to my boss and I'm CCing a couple colleagues or peers so that they're aware of what I'm working on and I might need to ask them for support and I want them to be situationally aware. Like in that case, Maybe that battle space owner said, "Yeah, man, go after them. Mm -hmm. We're not we're not anywhere near that. If you got a chance to take out somebody that's shooting stinger missiles at at, at Air Force, mm -hmm. great. Yep. That's awesome, you know. And and sometimes it may just happen. I remember in Mosul, Iraq, uh, I was driving with a patrol. I think we were coming back to base from our sector, and we see three MRAPs pulled over. Some guys had thrown grenades at them." And one of, the, one of the trucks had actually shot and, and wounded two of the insurgents. That's a good thing. <laughs> so we stopped, though, and said, hey, you guys all right? What are you doing? Here? Who are you? Because this is kind of our sector. And he's like, oh, we're from the engineers. We're going out to look at this bridge or, or you know, this project that you guys asked us to. You know, we just, okay, great. You know, that's awesome. And Mosul is a very large urban city. I think it's the second largest city in Iraq after Baghdad. So it's a very large urban environment. So, you know, it's fine. They're, they were out there. But, you know, hey, they got somebody that threw grenades at their patrol. That's awesome. How can we help? You guys got it? You good? Let's make sure you're buttoned up. Trucks work. You guys are good to go? All right, cool. You got it. You know, let us know if you need any help. But that communication that, you know, targets of opportunity occur, how are you, how are you cross-talking and making sure that people are informed and aware and know the big picture so that, that you can capitalize on opportunities, but also avoid some pitfalls. Yeah, and I think the pitfalls, like, is communicating, like, it's, you know, when you're talking about cross-departments, whether it's marketing, fine, whoever, or your other co-founders, it's, you don't want to double tap, right? If you send something and then I send it, they're like, oh, yeah, well, I, I already talked to Joe about that, and then it makes me look bad. Then, or it makes us look bad because we're not talking to each other, or vice versa, we both don't, we both, and nobody responds, and then, oh, I, I thought you had it, or I thought I had it, and then, you know, the customer or client doesn't hear it. So either way, I think communication, and we do that all the time. Hey, Joe, did you did you reach out to them? If not, hey, I got it, or vice versa. I think that's uh, important. Of course, you have to have a good relationship with whoever you're working with, but I think 
again, the importance of communication is, uh, is, is such an understatement. Yeah, go, going back to that, it is a, it is a practice skill that takes time to develop. Yep. You have to start communicating to improve on your communications, yep. to find that right groove and frequency and tenor of communication to make sure that it's effective communication. And that's, that's a whole other thing. But so one, one area I do want to explore, though, is in the military, shit happens. Yep. Mistakes are made. Yep. In business, you know, we fall flat sometimes. We, we mess up. How do you own those mistakes? Oh, <laughs> but it's important. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no, no it is one of my pet peeves, though. Yeah, sure. and like I said, they're not sweeping it under the rug. And if you ignore yeah. the problem, it goes away. But but saying, hey, sir, hey, boss, hey, colleague, hey, co-founder, I fucked up. I got to fix this. Yeah. And what often kind oftentimes is the result of, of that fix. Yeah, so I think I learned as an – you know, as brand new uh, when I started in the military, no excuses, right? When something messes up, you're late, something messes up, is, hey, hey, Chowdhury, what happened there? No excuses, sir. No excuses. And you just don't, you, you really, ha it's hard to blame something because you're like, okay, right, you're like, won't happen again. This is what happened, won't happen again. So I think owning it, I think what's the worst is when somebody tries to pass blame and that drives me insane when I hear people say, hey, that's that's not my job or that's, you know, that's their fault. I think in, so example, um, Quick story. I think I think I, I think I might have told you this. So my wife was at some store one time, and her first name is hyphenated, and uh, it's her. It's spelled Monina, and the, late, the woman wrote it up Monica, and she's like, "Well, my name isn't Monica." She's like, "No, that's what that's what you told me." She's like, "Hold up, you you what do you think is more palpable that you misheard my name or I don't know my, my I don't know my name, right?" She said, "You told me I did not tell you my name was Monica." She was like, instead of her saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. Obviously, I heard it wrong, right?" Let me correct it. She was trying to put it on my wife, and she's like, "No, that's not. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's like saying, me saying, hey, no, I, I, I yeah, I, I think I told you my name was Andre. Like, no, no I didn't. You just what you heard, right? So, and that pisses people off more, I think, especially instead of saying, hey, you know what, I messed up. And I don't, I don't know why people have this such an ego to admit, hey, you know what, I made a mistake. It's okay if you own it. People get, hey, you know what, I messed up. Bottom line up front, right? Bluff is say, hey, you know what, this is how I messed up." I think the difference, I think what also helps is if you were, if you know you messed up, think, take a step back, think about what happened wrong, and then come up with a solution on how you're going to fix it. I think if you just say, hey, I messed up, then well, how are you going to fix it? Like, well, I don't really know. Well, I need help, right? At least have some kind of plan. I think people will understand. Like, you know what? Fine. He owned it. Hey, it won't happen again. Here's how we're going to fix it. And I think that's huge versus just a little thing, just owning it and admitting, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect. No one is. Everybody makes mistakes. Just owning it and coming up with a plan of action to correct it goes a long way versus, hey, you know what? No, it was, it was Joe's fault. It was his fault, right? I think nobody likes the, the blame passer. So it sounds like the tagline of our podcast, do you give a shit or not? Yeah, exactly. And that, is, that really is the bottom line yeah. is that, you know, do you give a shit or not? If you give a shit, yeah. you'll make it right. Yeah. You'll take ownership of the situation. You'll correct it. And you'll probably, the outcome will be positive in the end. Yeah. You'll win the customer's loyalty yeah. or your boss's support because you took ownership, fixed it, made it right, and maybe even went above and beyond. Yeah. Like we often do, You're like, hey, if we forget something in an order, we break something in shipping, yeah. we're gonna double our efforts to make sure that customer yeah. is satisfied and wants to come back and support us again. Yeah. And what oftentimes, you know, we don't make a lot of mistakes, let me be clear, <laughs> but occasionally it happens. And if we do, you know, the customer comes back and says, guys, man, you guys, rock thank you so much for taking care of this for me i appreciate it and then they're, they'll post about it on social media or they'll share a picture of them with our product which we can use you know like that is phenomenal customer support and loyalty 
And you know, so if you take ownership of the situation rather than just trying to brush it off, yeah. you have an opportunity to deepen that relationship and really make a lasting impact. So I think you know, communication is a key topic in the military, in business, and entrepreneurship, in life. And it is a skill that we're all constantly working on. I don't think any of us will ever master it. But if you keep working on it, you put a little effort in, you put a little thoughtfulness into it and try hard to, to do the right thing and communicate and, get, and pull that communication up. If you're, if you're in a leadership position, you have a responsibility to develop those up beneath you, help them communicate up the chain of command, not just pushing it down. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And Shaw, as you know, each episode, we love to highlight a veteran-owned business, but veterans are not just starting businesses. A lot of them are starting awesome nonprofit foundations. And this week, we want to highlight one of them, Badges United Foundation. They provide services to former, current, retired law enforcement and corrections officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, 911 dispatchers, and their significant others, their families. And what they do is they provide recreational learning events focused on mental health and wellness. You know, more first responders are dying by suicide than in the line of duty these days. So the tragedy of veteran suicide extends into our first responder community as well. And we, un- we all understand there's a ton of pressure on first responders these days based on everything that's happening in our country. But Badges United helps them with financial assistance for mental health care because even though a lot of them need counseling, that is a barrier, the cost of it. So they help with that. Individual wellness coaching, mental health treatment resources, they can connect them with the people they need. So it's a veteran founded and led nonprofit organization called Badges United, and they do a great job helping connect first responders with mental health opportunities for care and treatment and wellness that can really help them manage the day-to-day stress and long-term cumulative impact of their service to our communities. So big shout out to Badges United. You can find them online. Their website is badgesunitedfoundation.org, and we'll drop the links to their social media in the show notes. But check out Badges United, a great example of veterans giving back to their community and making a positive impact through a nonprofit. So with that, we'll wrap up this week's episode, my friend. And uh, thank you all for listening so much to episode 18 of the Assault Forward podcast. Do you give a shit or not? As always, you can find us online at assaultforward.us. It's a .us extension because we're 100% made in America. All those great professional accessories and apparel for veterans and patriotic Americans. Don't forget to use the discount code AFPODCAST. It'll save you 15% off any order. And you can follow, find us and follow us on all social media at AssaultFWD, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. I think we've got them all covered there. So check us out online. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can always go back and listen to the previous episodes. We've got some great content and insights to share in those. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to wiggle your teeth. Wait, was it bend your knees, wiggle your toes? Is that, yeah, is that yeah, what we yeah. finished with? Drink water, yeah, drink water. And drink water. Yeah, drink water this week. So we don't want you anybody falling out. I know the temperatures are changing. If you're out west, we're thinking about you and the fires. And if you're in the uh, Gulf, we're thinking about, uh, I think, Hurricane Sally's Sally. bearing down this week. So thinking about everybody across the country. It's a beautiful day here in Washington, D.C. Temperature is staying below 70. It's a great day in the nation's capital. So until next time, thank you for listening and assault forward.